so I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. We are free! Hey everyone, this is Ho Ho Hong Kong with me, the CEO-host, Vivek Mabubani, along with my CEO-host, I am Mohammed Magdi. That's right. For anybody out there who's really bad at English, that was actually co-host. That was co-host. In case you weren't really sure, what the fuck is CEO hyphen host? I, I was wondering. As well. Exactly. Yeah. I saw the confusion. In your I'm face like, you I give thought, me CEO. Yeah, what you're is like, that? did I upgrade? Do yeah. I get shares in the company? <laughs> the company's worth nothing, but sure, I'll take the it. The company. Yeah, the company. As in, like, I don't mean my company limited. I mean, like, it's a company of people around us. Exactly. We are. Can, yeah, and yeah. we do have company today, but we'll get to that in a bit. Exactly. Now you uh, might be listening, going like, oh, the acoustics sound fantastic. Right. Today we are in a new venue. Yes. And actually, we've been in this venue all the time, but never on the podcast. We've never done we, no, we no, have, we, yeah, did. we did with Kyle. We did a couple. We did a couple Kyle uh, was the manager of the of this venue, the aftermath, but yes. also Andy and I recorded with uh, Nuri Vitachi that, here. Oh, it yeah. was here? Yeah, it was oh here. Oh my goodness. We asked for a public space just in case I murder him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were uh, pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Actually. I mean, let's just yeah. say the aftermath of that episode. Was <laughs> <laughs> if you have, if you're a new listener or you haven't heard this one, please do go back and find the episode. Just look up Ho Ho Hong Kong, Nuri Vitachi, yeah. and uh, just have what is a cooling drink? Have like a lemon mint. Yeah, have one of those something? detox ones yeah, where yeah, there's yeah. like some wheatgrass or something where you shit yourself, but not because <laughs> you're angry, but you actually want to detox Yeah, because crap. that episode will get your blood pressure up. It's, yeah. uh, it's very frustrating talking to this man. Exactly. And um, How the entertaining, though? Uh, uh, very entertaining. Yes. Very. Like, I, I think if you, if, especially if you have no dog in the race, yeah. I think you'll find it very entertaining because you can hear my voice, yeah. like my tone just getting higher and higher yeah. every time I talk to him. Yeah, 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 exactly. After a while, you're like, oh, this, what is my, oh my God. Wait. Yeah. Anyway, well, the good thing is we're in the same venue, but I guarantee the, the heat of the discussion will not go as high as that one. Uh, I mean, we can we can try. We can try? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I argue can. with this man sometimes because huh. he has uh, interesting opinions that I, he's usually right about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like to uh, I like to piss him off as well a All little right. bit. Well, so let's we try and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, well, we have a guest back on because for a while it was just you and I, and yeah. it, it seems and we like realized friendship is a necessity. Exactly. Of life. <laughs> yeah, and figured the best way to get friends is to force him on the podcast. Yeah, and uh, also I, I miss having guests, you know, yeah. because. Sometimes, like, we're talking to each other, but it feels like we're also, like, in a relationship of yeah, sorts. Yeah, exactly. Like, because I already know what you're going to say a yeah, lot of times. Yeah, you know me enough. You're like, yeah, like, I get I know it, you yeah. enough, you know? Yeah. Which is crazy. So we brought, uh, basically, to spice up the relationship Ooh. today, we brought a very spicy uh, guest. Uh, very uh, good-looking man, first of all. Yeah. We're going to get to that about your secrets, but also one of the funniest people in Hong Kong. Uh, Brian Bentley, uh, how are you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Thank you for that introduction. Like, so, like, I'm just a third now? Like, mm -hmm. like yeah. who, who's the cuck? Like, is, <laughs> like is, who's, who's, who's holding the camera in this, in this situation? <laughs> we will, we'll find a, a, an arrangement that works for everybody. Exactly. If we 360 degree camera, everybody's included yeah. in the shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So just put it in the middle, circular bed. Exactly. Yeah. Rotating, get the whole. Get Whatever the whole your experience. thing is into, the giver or the getter, you can just scroll and see the video from that angle. Oh, fantastic. This is yeah, like, this is, this is how disconnected Vivek is. He calls it the giver and the getter. The giver and the getter. <laughs> the and the getter. <laughs> what, what, wait, what's the correct term? Oh, there's <laughs> pitch and catch. I think, oh. I think it's 
is the, the no the correct term I think is giver and receiver not ah. receiver the getter get the getter <laughs> <laughs> no I mean like the thing maybe for me is like wouldn't you want to get some I mean oh, I want to get, get some why yeah. would you be like please come to yeah, my house don't think you're getting you're taking in that like, situation yeah. Uh, okay, fair enough. Like, cause like if you, you got to make get, it aggressive. I'm am t- taking this from you. Cause like normally whenever I read a lot of the the captions on, how like, much are you reading? Like, <laughs> I mean, how much of this literature yeah, yeah, are you yeah. reading? <laughs> Only the headlines. Are you reading like, the transcripts on Pornhub? Like, yeah, what are you? <laughs> no, as I say, they always say get cum shot. They don't say receive cum shot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, get cum. What like, kind of like broken like Google Translate <laughs> <laughs> porn are you watching? Maybe it's the Pornhub.hk. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the dot com version. It's Pornhub.gov.hk. Like no. No, 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 no. We're not taking. We're, yeah, we're, exactly. we're getting. We're, we're getting. getting. Yeah. Also, I did not know that three minutes in, I only hear Vivek say cum shot. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the first time this, ever, man. This is the magic of Brian Bentley. Like, exactly. I pull people down <laughs> to my level, yeah. which is I low. I did not expect <laughs> yeah. that at all. Right? Okay. Well, uh, first of all, let's introduce Brian properly for any of the guests who don't know. First yeah. of all, if you've ever been to The Aftermath, where we have our open mics on every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m., the English open mics, mm. uh, Brian is the person, the mastermind behind, the first of all, the lineup. The whole logistics of it, as well as hosting it. Yes. Now, on the nights that you see him not hosting, he has not been fired. He's just probably busier. Yeah. That's yeah. from my, well, whatever research I've done about you not showing up to open mic. Is there any <laughs> other reason you don't show up? Uh, no, I, I try to I try to make it a thing. Like, I, I try to, like, I this is like a priority for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, usually if I'm not here, I'm either, like, out of town or I have, like, something to do, like, with, like, dragon boating or, or my, mm. my day job or something like yeah. that. But, like, if, if I, make it, I make it a point to be here and, yeah. like, be, like... Try to be at least like like a, con- a consistent entity in in the thing, um, which you know some people have different opinions about that. Like, oh, you should rotate your host, blah blah blah. But like, I just I feel like I don't know. I'm selfish. Like, I like attention. That's so okay. that's you organize yeah, my it. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. it's also your it's open your mic. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can do whatever you, you get want. the prime spot. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you if you want it, it's your. Th- if anybody else wants to do like, you know what? Do the whole sign up. Do the whole booking the venue. Get all that sorted out. Then by all means. Rotate yeah. your host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Brian, I do want to also mention the long history that you have had in the comedy scene in Hong Kong, going from the audience side of you to the stage side of you. The reason I say that is because I do recall performing many, many years ago and having you in the front row, clearly sticking out, not as a sore thumb, but more like as clearly like we have, you notice this person in the front row, not just from your looks or whatever, from your size as well, being like the taller person. I remember performing and I'm like, man, you're right over here. And then the thing is that you're so highly recognizable that when you showed up again for another show at, to, at the front row again, clearly you're not learning any of the lessons or you mm-hmm. loved it so much. My first thought to me was like, I hope he has a bad memory. Because I'm, like, I'm like, dude, right. this guy's here again. Damn, dude. Like, I'm not that fast of a writer. Yeah. So let me ask you this. How long, as a comedy audience, how long did it take before you decided, I can do what they're doing? Mm. Well, it was weird. Like, because I, I, like, I've loved comedy ever since I was, like, a kid, right? Yeah. Like, like, Richard Pryor, Dennis Leary, um, you know, all the greats. Like, like I watched all their, like, one, uh, one Night Stands, HBO specials, Def Comedy Jam. I loved all that shit. Mm. Um, and then, uh, I, but I grew up in the Midwest, so there's yeah. a, a huge <laughs> comedy scene in Indiana. So yeah. when I moved to LA, like I would go, I would go to comedy, like whenever I was, but I was always broke when I lived. But in back LA. there in Indiana, did you try? Uh, comedy? No, no, I didn't. Okay, I didn't okay. start. Com- I didn't actually start doing comedy until I moved to to Hong Kong. Okay, okay. So, so even in LA, no, not even in LA. Like yeah. I was like, because I was just like, I, I, I'm a very different man now than I was in my 20s. Like yeah. I grew up a lot in in my 30s. 
Um, and like I like when we when we moved to Hong Kong, uh, we were like, oh my god, there's like regular comedy here. And so we, uh, me and my my partner, we went. And um, because I had been watching comedy so much, like I wanted to be as close to the acts yeah. as possible. Like just physically, I want to see like the physical mannerisms, the the, the facial tics. The, I wanted to see all that. And um, all my friends would be like, oh, no, we're, we're not going to sit in the front row because they're going to mess with us. I'm like, good. Yeah. yeah. Wanna, like, I'm, I'm going to get what I paid for. Yeah. And like I'd seen enough comedy to know how to be uh, a productive audience member. Yeah. Like just answer the question. Mm. That's all you have to do is answer the question. But you're you don't also have to in the be... front a lot hoping that you get more than just being an, like a passive audience member. Can yeah. I just say like, did you just say to be the most productive audience member? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's like, When you said the word productive, up. first of all, that's one of my favorite words. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When you yeah. said that, I'm like, whoa, this guy is my thing, man. What's going on? Okay, mm -hmm. so when you said you meant you wanted to make sure that you were helping the show as much as possible being in the front row, right? Not, not even helping the show because I knew, I knew that like as an audience member, you can't, the, the best way that you can help the show yeah. is to just be like, a wall that, yeah. that someone can like Bounce throw a ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't have to catch the ball. You don't have to make a joke. You don't yeah. have to be clever. Mm. Like just answer the question. Like that's all they need because like I'd watched enough comedy to know that like it doesn't matter really matter what I say. Yeah. Like the joke is coming. Yeah. So like if I can be any small part of that joke and not have to like you know like be like clever. It's like because you you know sometimes you ask people questions and they're like try to be clever or lie or say something cute and it's like that's not the point of me asking you this question. Yeah. Right. So I knew that and I, that's why. Yeah. I it's like, like you're I supposed like to kind of like like the movies. You're supposed to move the story forward. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Like if I'm, I, the, yeah. yeah. If I'm giving it to you, you're supposed to just like kind of keep you, it you moving. Receive it. You receive it. Yeah, you don't receive get it. it. You don't exactly. get it. You just relax <laughs> and let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And make sure you use the right term. You're not a getter. Yeah. Yeah. You receive it. Exactly. The reason I say that because I do recall. Brian, when you were in the front row, because that was a phase of my comedy career when I did a lot of crowd work back then. Mm -hmm. And I must, I do remember talking to you. And I remember you had said some animation, stuff like that, because I had studied in creative media in City University. And that's when it clicked. I'm like, whoa, dude, what? This is, I would have never guessed it. And I do remember you bouncing off where you were a good sport about it. You weren't all like, well, what do you want to do? You know, you weren't trying to outdo the comedian. Mm -hmm. And I remember that also the second time, because I was like, you're back and you were just a good sport. You were laughing and everything. And I think that's the difference that you had seen comedy enough where you were no longer like, I'm better than these guys. You were like, I really want to really experience it completely. Let me, as the audience, really get the full show the way they wanted to intend it for me to enjoy it mm. rather than say that, well, I don't want to be outdone. Like, there's nothing to be outdone. No one's outdoing you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And this is the thing. It's like, it's like when I started comedy, I, I feel like, maybe I'm generalizing a little bit, I feel like a lot of people start comedy because they're like, I can do that. Yeah. Mm. Right? And I started comedy because I was... To be completely honest, I was just kind of bored. I was kind of doing the same thing every day in my job. And I was like, what can I do that's super fucking hard, that's really, really scary, that has no physical consequences? Mm. And I was like, oh, I love comedy. I'll, I'll try that. Like, the worst that happens is I eat shit on stage and I never do it again. And yeah. everybody forgets about me. Right. Right. Um, and I think everybody should try it at least once. Like, it's it's amazing. Yeah. And, and once again, people are like, I feel like... Lately, I've just been losing a lot of faith in humanity. <laughs> um, people oh, yeah, are like, yeah. are, people are like so self-absorbed. Yeah, they're like, oh, if I get up there, then people aren't gonna like me, and they're gonna talk about me later. I'm like, how fucking self-absorbed yeah. are you, dude? Yeah. Like, if you get up and you suck, they are gonna forget you exist as yeah. soon as you get off stage. Absolutely. Like, they don't care. People Vivek, don't care. People have their own flaming bullshit that they're dealing with. Yeah, Vivek and I have been doing it for a very long time, and one thing that you also learn after doing it for like 10 plus years is that 
even the really bad sets that you think everyone is going to remember forever only live in your head. Oh yeah. Like no one, no one remembers my bad sets even. Yeah. Like you can, you can you'd be bump. Lucky if someone remembers you can your great set. Ex- no one remembers these either, by the way. Yeah. yeah. But like that's the thing. Like especially like when you bomb really hard, you're like, oh my god, this is the end of my life. Like I'm done. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. People yeah, yeah. It move on matter. so quickly because the same reason you said people are self-absorbed. People will be like, oh shit, the next day they have a fight with their girlfriend and then it's just yeah, erased. Yeah, completely erased, erased completely. Same thing for like. Think of like the really big TV shows that are like huge part of your life, like Lost or Prison Break. I'm just thinking for myself. Yeah. Like how obsessed I was with these shows. And now I actually don't remember the second main character on Prison Break, who yeah. it was. I don't know. No, I know Michael. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, your brother. brain prioritizes real quick. Like exactly. there's always more important shit than. But that some was like all my sh- life at some <laughs> point, right? It's yeah. like, yeah. I mean, I would fully agree with that because, again, you are always going to magnify everything. Oh, my God, that's the end of it. Uh, it's mm. My career is over. But that's the one thing I like about comedy is that when you do really well, people love you. But maybe they love you for one or two nights. And after that, when they see the next show, they're like, oh, yeah, that was a pretty good show as well. And they're like, yeah. wait, well, you did yeah. what? I don't remember that. Yeah, love you for one or two. It's like 20 minutes. Like, you yeah. get to, you get to ba- like when you kill it on stage, yeah. you get like 20 minutes with the audience where they're like, oh, that's great. And then it's like, oh, who are you? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just walk out. Yeah. It's always fun to see the comic especially at open mics as well because open mic at the end of the day it's still like a hobbyist night yeah. yeah so even you can kill and it really doesn't matter yeah because it could be like luck it could be like sure that was a good night for you or the audience is hot or whatever but it's always cute to see like an open micer who did do very well and just going into the audience after the show to just kind of like reap what <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> like the benefits yeah. like the fruits of like ah that's cute because <laughs> now we're, we're at a point where like oh yeah you kill like for me and a lot of the guys that we work with here is like yeah you're supposed to kill that's your yeah. job like yeah, you don't exactly. see like a bank teller like counting all the money and yeah. then like, like doing yeah, the bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the other bank and tellers. then doing like yeah. a victory lap around the bank yeah, like, yeah. So like, dude counts. you use yeah. the machine like what <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, also, that's your down. job yeah <laughs> they come out to you like did I get did I not spot you a million bucks from your account yeah. oh, I'm a good guy I'm a good, I, yeah. I gave it yeah. to you yeah, exactly. it's yours exactly I mean <laughs> the good thing with comedy I really feel that I appreciate most is this concept of cosmic insignificance theory have you heard of this no. Basically, it's the idea that you are actually insignificant from a cosmic point of view. In yeah. other words, you know, it's one of those things where it puts things in perspective where you're like, yeah, buddy, you know what? Your little problems is meaningless from the whole grand <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, right? um, I, I love that. Like, I, I've never heard of that theory, but I, I'm 100% behind it. Like, yeah. like, if you think about just the enormity of existence and you as a person, it's, it's very humbling. Um, if you're, like the, there's, a, there's the book, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this one part. They didn't put it in the movie. I wish they did. Uh, there's a part where um, they take the main character and they put him in this torture chamber. And the torture chamber is simply, it shows you you, and then it zooms out and shows the entirety of the universe, yeah. and it just breaks you immediately. Yeah. Like that's, I was like, that's beautiful. Like you are, in, like you are less than an insignificant speck in the grand time of things. I, yeah. I like, I like to consume my information in the language of memes. So <laughs> yeah. I've seen exactly what you're saying, but in a meme, which is basically like, you know, the picture of Earth. And then like an arrow, and it says like you crying in your bathroom before you go to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody gives a shit, man. It's like gives a shit, right? But I mean, now that we're discussing it, I really want to get to the point that that's one thing I appreciate about comedy, and I'm sure you both agree, is that you can be completely insignificant, but at the same time, be like when you're on that stage 
for that one moment, you yeah. are the ultimate significant moment for everyone in the audience yeah. now. Like all they give a shit is about you. Yeah. Right. And at the the risk is that, but at the same time, all they give a shit about you. Where and you bomb, they're like all they can think about this guy's bombing. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it has that kind of dual. Yeah, of course, it's a double edged yeah. sword. Yeah. And, and it also is, like it is yeah. that like it's kind of like that 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 Buddhist Zen thing. It's like be in the moment, be in yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah. There is very few times that I think me especially as as you know a modern human being you are in the moment. You're always thinking about, oh, what happened last week or what do I got to do tomorrow? Like when you're, even as an audience, when you're watching a comedian and they are very, very good and you just get that big belly laugh, you aren't thinking about yeah. anything. Yeah, you can. No. It's like, it consumes you completely. Yeah, and then as a comic, when you tell that joke, that new joke or that old joke that you've been working on and it just lands and you get that eruption, you are not thinking about you're like at least for me for that like split second I'm not even thinking about the second the next the upcoming no yeah joke. you're just kind of standing there and being the the center of in a good way yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're like I caused that yeah yeah and it's also like a form of unison yeah that is really beautiful but it's yeah, also it's hard to hard to grasp because you want to make it longer yeah but it's always a split second right mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. how hard you kill. Yeah, even at before, like at least for for me, and I'm sure for you guys because you're way more seasoned than I am. Mm. Like you get that kind of like that dopamine hit of that big laugh, but yeah. even before that laugh break is over, you're like, okay, where, how do how do I how do I how do I segue this? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, what worked going. about that? Like, where there can I go guys. for this? What can I do that's not going to keep beating that horse, but is going to be along that same kind of trajectory? There are guys like Vivek, for example, is very good at like kind of like after the laugh, like to wait for until the laugh to die. And then, like, really stands there and soaks it in, mm-hmm. and I really admire it's, that because I, just I ego, dude. It's, it's not like, pure yes, ego. Yeah, I know. I mean, receive it. No, but I was so nervous yeah. that, like, I, I think psychologically, I think like, oh, this one big laugh, I won't get another one. Yeah. So let's just get the next one quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I uh, mean, I'll put it this way, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's because, go. But no, but he's way more confident. That's like, oh yeah, you guys are laughing. I'm just soak it in, and then you, I will get another. We we'll start over basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While I'm like, no, 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 we have to. I'm yeah. still. Yeah, 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 yeah. You love me. <laughs> Keep loving me. Don't don't fade out with the last. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, I can feel. It. No, I would say uh, for me, and I'm sure you all agree, is that after a while, you learn to get the timing right. Whether they're laughing, let them laugh. Okay, now that you feel the energy dying down. Okay, now we start back with the next bit. Now, having been the person who runs open mic so much, I am very curious that you've seen so many different styles of comedy, especially seeing the seasoned comics try new stuff, the new comedians try new stuff, or whatever, or even new comedians repeating the old stuff. <coughs> What would you say to you blows your mind the most? Because I think in the whole of Hong Kong, the one person who's seen probably the most amount of local bread comedy would probably be you. Mm. Yeah. I yeah, mean, true. Been here, like, you're here every week. Pretty Over much. the last, yeah, yeah. like four yeah, or five yeah, yeah. years. And the, the weird thing is, is, is it's, it's, I don't want to use the word talent because talent, that word is bullshit. Like yeah. some people have have that the knack that, that knack that yeah. personality. Yeah. Like some people come on and they just, they have like, you Charisma know, and they stuff, have yeah. good not even charisma, like they have like good stage presence, they're, uh, they're pacing. Yeah. For me, like, because that, that's what I struggled with when I, and I still do struggle with, is pacing. Like I, as you can tell, I speak very fast. Yeah. Like, so that's what um, Garen told me, that's what Ryan told me, mm. they were like, dude, you need to slow down. Mm. He was like, your jokes are good, you're not letting people have time to like soak in because when your jokes come out of your mouth, you've already processed them. You have to give it time for that joke to hit that person in the audience, for yeah. them to recognize the joke, to process the joke, to get that joke, to decide if it's funny or not, and then laugh. Yes. Yeah. That's a long time in, in, in brain time. In and you can't time. already be moving on to the next thing mm-hmm. when they're still in that process of like 
figuring out what you said, understanding yeah. the reference and, and stuff like that. You're yeah. 100% yeah. right. Or you just attract smarter audiences who can keep up with the pace where you're like, you guys are too dumb. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's a big ask, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. now. Like, <laughs> I I do tend to do that, but, but I actually I blame them for my fast pace. Yeah, I have done that. I was doing a show at Soho House recently, and they they were laughing at one thing, and I already started the next bit, yeah. and they were like, "Continue to laugh." I'm like, "No, come on, no, yeah, keep yeah, up, yeah, keep yeah. up, yeah, motherfuckers, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> laugh about this later. Tell yeah, me I'm yeah, awesome yeah. later. Yeah, 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 I got yeah. shit to get through. Yeah. We got we got things to talk about." Yeah. So again, just to remind everybody, in case we're well, halfway through, you're like, "Oh, you know, what? I want to try. I want to impress Brian. I need to know if oh, I'm yeah. fun." Like the best way again, every Tuesday at 8:30 p.m. at the Aftermath on Wyndham Street. Basically, you you see a, a little entrance stairs going downwards. You go there and signing up. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So you sign up. Yeah. Um, so we're we're having a good problem. Is yeah. that we have we have so many comics. That um we that we've moved the sign up to online. It used to be you just like it used to be like a kind of like a more like an open 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 mic, right? Yeah. Like you'd walk in, yeah. you'd write your name on. But we were getting you know eighteen, nineteen comics a night, and that's just too many. And that's then the show too, would finish at two a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it was then just, it was too the last much. the closer is always Gollum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. He would come <laughs> yeah. in and just point at people from stage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, LK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that was closer. Smile, yeah. yeah. Um, so we moved it to online. If you go to comedy.hk, it's on the event. Um, it's really simple. You just click on the link, fill out the Google form, yeah. and then you'll get uh, you'll get an email. Yeah. Either saying, "Yeah, you're on tonight," or "No, you're not." Try again. Next so you week. will email if you to decline as well. Yes. Oh wow. That's, yes. That's this is really how privileged good. Vivek is. He doesn't even know what the rejection he doesn't know what being looks. declined means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've actually never. Received He's like Brian a hot saying, girl at Tasmanian yeah. Ballroom. Like, like mean, what? I have to pay for my own drinks. <laughs> yeah, like mean, what's going yeah, on? You mean you just, you, when you stand there, they don't just automatically buy you a drink. You got to actually like sometimes be like, hey, uh, I'm over here, guys. Yeah. 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 Like, you got to show some leg, man. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So signing up again. Pro tip: Mondays is the sign up time. Monday is from noon to five. Yeah, noon to mm-hmm. five, just sign up and put your name down. Then you'll get an email probably by Tuesday and telling you if you made it or didn't. And yeah. then when you do, please, again, respect that and show up. Yes. Don't be like, oh, I don't be- want to make it. Because, again, spaces are limited. Many comedians do respect it and they really want to try new material or work on their own material. Because, yeah. again, I think – let's go back to you when you first started comedy and everything. Now, going from the audience to the stage, I believe – there must have been a moment where you're like, oh, how do I get to the stage now? I'm very curious what the whole process is, right? Yeah. Now, would you say that's always been your personality before? Because like ever since I've known you, I know like, for example, you're in the more like the animation and you're teaching and stuff like that. Yeah. That requires a lot of like your own self-organization mm-hmm. because your curriculum, half of it, you create yourself, right? Yeah, I create, actually I create all of it myself. There you go, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that, that's nuts. Yeah, so that in itself <laughs> shows you that you can choose to go as far as little as you want. Because you're entrusted, like they, basically, I know the school will tell you, okay, this is your thing. You're teaching this. You figure out how to teach it and what pacing, what you know, content to cover, and what the final outcome is for the students. Mm. So it's all up to you. It's as far as you want to go. And again, having studied university, especially here in Hong Kong, mm. there are some professors who just don't give a shit. Yeah, like they will be yeah. like, oh, this is bare minimum. You're happy. I'm happy. Let's move on with the lives. But there are others who are like, no, I want you to go with the newer stuff because it's going to be useful and also it's more satisfying to yourself. Would you say that self satisfaction in your job, where you push yourself? to reach a certain quality control standard is highly applicable to your comedy career. Because I find whether or not um, you're doing new material or not, I do notice that you have a lot of new content. It could be very raw or just long stories or just you basically talking about some new idea you have. Mm. But it seems that compared to the rate of writing that most comics have at open mics, if you ask me, you would be the fastest 
new content writer. Now, I'm not going to give you like the whole like the, the funniest new content. I'm like, you're mm. the fastest content generator. Would you say that's because of your work or you've always been that person? I'm, I've always been like that. I've always been very like because I, I grew up I grew up in a very like like sports oriented oh, background. So the race. Oh, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all mm. it's always like, you know, you know, 15 minutes early is on time. On time is the unacceptable. Late is you just don't show up or else yeah. you're going to get hurt. Yeah. Right. That type of stuff, like that kind of mentality. And then just with the 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 nature of, of computer graphics is yeah. you have to be up to date. To very, you have yeah. to be up to date and you have to be very organized. Like for most people just think it's like, oh, like if you just take a character, right? Like people think just a character is a character. A single character in like an animated film is like. 80 files yeah like there's a file for the the skin there's a file for the hair there's a file for the animation there's a file for the dialogue there's a file for all the textures that have to go into it so if you're not organized like every bone has an individual name in the character every muscle has an individual name in the character so if you're not organized you're screwed like there's no way you can manage that much data without some sort of system to manage it so i just kind of that it just it just kind of I've been doing it for so long, it's just ingrained. I just apply it to everything. Everything. Right? Like comedy, cleaning my house, yeah. the way I organize my books, like like my morning routine, everything is is pretty organized. Yeah. Um and that I didn't know if it would work if that would work, because like comedy can be very kind of spontaneous and chaotic. Yeah. But the more I did it, I started to realize that that spontaneity and that 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 chaoticness yeah. is by design. But it's a controlled chaos. Yes, it's controlled yeah. chaos. It's like within this realm, you're going to go let it f- run free, but you're still within this area. So I would agree with you on that point because like, this is what I've noticed with the comedians as well. At some point as comedy, you're no longer just telling the jokes. You're also managing yourself mm. or having someone manage you. But the Hong Kong comedy scene isn't big enough where you can get to the point that you have a manager that will get you the gigs and everything. I think the entire scene can have one manager. To yeah, be honest. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like one guy just, yeah, just is one like guy. puppeteering we'll the, the entire yeah. scene. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say, would having seen all the open micers here again, have you seen certain open micers where like, oh, they're funny, but then they just don't seem to manage themselves properly and eventually lose the pacing? Because yeah. this is what I noticed a lot with comedy is that it's a fun in the beginning. You get those laughs. You get your first five minutes. You're doing yeah. the gigs, and then you got to repeat it five minutes because they're like, we, I ticked my box. But then to go past that five minutes is where they're like, oh, but to do more than that, I'm going to now have to an archive of where do I keep my old five minutes? Mm-hmm. Do I video this stuff? Like, oh, my God, I have. I did it. I also feel like there is a lot of the, the new guys over the years I've seen don't really like once they go past the first five minutes, they don't know that a big element of stand up is acting. Yeah. And they just don't get it like that. They're like, oh, yeah, you have to act like the same way you deliver the story the first time. Like yeah. you had a surprise face. You now have to master that surprise face so you can sell it to the audience. You're yeah. now an feel, actor. And make it feel genuine every single uh, yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. N- you're now an actor. Yeah, so yeah, you just yeah. go act. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is why people say that's your act. That's where yeah, it's exactly. coming from. Yeah. Fair enough. You yeah. have an act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go and act the it thing out. is, is like you actually. I, I don't know if I don't know if you guys like, but the 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 character I am on stage mm. is not me. Like mm. it's close. Yeah. But it's that is not. It's an exaggerated version. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. that's that's most comics. Yeah, yeah. Like the, obviously, like the closeness or how far it is from your real personality. 
but the, the, there will always be a variation of you. But there are comics like Anthony Jasenlak is a good example, who is like the exact opposite off stage. People yeah. say like about how nice and how sweet he is, and on stage is a he's complete a horrible dickhead. person. On stage. Exactly. <laughs> he talks yeah. about like you know killing babies and stuff. Yeah, and he's very very funny. But you hear comics talking about him on on podcasts as like saying like he's the sweetest guy. He like you know he doesn't curse or whatever. Like he's, he's the nicest guy. But like that's that's an exception. But in general, people tend to be like stay close to because that's how you like quote unquote find your voice, yeah. right? Like you're staying close to what your character is, but you're saying that you are close to you who you are, but not really. What what are the biggest differences between your character on stage and off stage? Oh, pure confidence. I don't have that much confidence in real life. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I mean, that's are you kidding me, yeah. bro? Like yeah. I, I need I need, like it's like it's like your joke. I need a microphone right. and 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 uh, and speakers just, and yeah. an amp and everyone to stay silent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I was like, I'm gonna say my shit. You guys shut the fuck up. I'm talking right. at you, not to yeah. you. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. This is, but yeah, it's 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 confidence, and then just like like some of like I I started um, mostly telling stories, and a lot of my stuff is stories, yeah. and I see that's that's what a, like a lot of the the new open mic uh, people yeah. do, and that's what I did, and then but the thing is is if you're gonna start with stories, you have to learn very very quickly that a story is not enough, yeah. and you need those, yeah. those yeah, yeah, tags, you need yeah, yeah. those tags and those punches inside. Yeah. And for me, those tags and those punches are like, what would like Ultra Brian do? Like, what yeah. would what would happen if if this was an ideal situation or like or the most fucked up situation ever? So like a lot of my jokes, they're sort of grounded in reality, like a lot of people. But it's like they're they're still lies. Like yeah. it's like, oh, I'm just putting nine on ten, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. This is where I want to get curious. So you've done the whole process of sitting in the audience or loving comedy, sitting in the audience, going from there to the stage and not just doing the stage, taking the boss of the five minutes or seven minutes, whatever, but to now basically not just be doing shows regularly, but to be running your own open mics, encouraging the new breed. This is what I want to know the whole process. Like for me, I've always loved watching comedy growing up. All right. So it was my thing before I did. I want to try comedy once in my life. I tried it. loved it. I kept doing it for fun. I used to do it for French fries. Doesn't really matter. I would still do it for free, whatever. But mm. the thing is that you grow in progress. Now I have had a phase where I'm like, oh, I do, I want to I want to help the scene out. I've gone the different route with the, with the Cantonese side, where I was like, oh, we can work with the Cantonese market. Let's be Cantonese. Nowadays, for me, it's like I'm going to schools and everything to basically give kids their first ever experience of comedy. If you had the power to kind of develop the scene in any way other than open mic night, is there anything else you'd want to do? Like, because again, the reason I ask is because you teaching in school. You see these kids who came to your class with no knowledge or not knowing the stuff well enough. They go to your class, they learn, and then they create that thing where you're like, whoa, that's cool. Does that, is that the satisfaction you get from running an open mic? Yeah, yeah. And then also, it's just like, it's, it's also, you know, there's a bit of selfishness. Like it, it just gives you tons of stage time. Like, yeah. Yeah. like you were saying, like, uh, like I, I write a lot and it's, it's not all gems. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that's like the point of, of writing. Of course. You kind of throw it against the wall. But it's also, it becomes a good numbers game at some point. Yeah. 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 The more you, can, you yeah. can put out there the higher probability you'll run into a gem, yeah. right? And then we do have, we do have like big up to them. Like we do have regular people that come like, you know, you know, two, three times a month. Yeah. And yeah. so I feel like for me, like going back to the whole, the sports thing, like you have to perform, you have to perform at your highest level. Like these people, like I can't tell the same 10 jokes yeah. every single time. No, because you're also setting a bad example to these guys. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, the host has been telling exactly the same set in the same order. Why, why do I have to bother, yeah. right? Yeah. 
So, yeah. I mean, sometimes, like, a lot of times, the new shit, it, it doesn't work. Like, it's way funnier in my head, or it's way yeah. funnier when I'm, like, half asleep. Mm. But sometimes, you, you know, you, you swing the bat, and it hits just right. And you get that, like, ni- nice drive that doesn't feel like anything. Like, you just swing through it. Yeah. And then you, you remember those, and then you just kind of, like, st- try to start to sew them into your set and hope it wasn't, like, a, like a one-time-off thing. Yeah. And that goes back to Mo. It's like, oh, shit, how did I tell that? What was I doing? How was I standing? Did I pause? Like, did I say it loud? Did I say it? Was I was I sarcastic? Was I being mean? Like, all that stuff kind of, like, it's hard to capture. It really is. Yeah, yeah, At yeah, least yeah. for me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 100%. Even when you have it on video, sometimes I look at a video of myself telling a bit that I just was never able to capture. And I try to recreate that exact moment. But it's also, I forget that there is also audience there. And the audience could be different. Mm-hmm. Like, it worked with this audience this well. I'm able to get it to a 80% closer to that if the bit is good, good and I believe in it, but it's never at 100% and like that night. Yeah. And I had a couple of bits over the years that I really struggled to get it back. I'm like, I want to recreate that one, and I just wasn't able to. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the weird, th- the ones that really piss me off is like, you tell something and it just destroys the room, and you're like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, that is not funny. Yeah. Like, why did that work? I don't that, get it, yeah. that is not funny at all. Yeah. Yeah. But then that's, this is the beauty of open mic or like even trying, like have the opportunity to, to work on the same set. Because in your exa- in this example, you want to try to do it again. And if, it, if the same tag, unfunny tag, is getting that pop, you're like, oh shit, you have to shift your perspective then. Like, that's where the joke is. Yeah. Because you can't be arrogant and be like, no, 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 you guys should laugh at, the, at the other line. part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the yeah, I like that other part. part. No, yeah. they clearly know that this is the funnier one. Yeah. If it's a different audience. So, yeah, yeah, that and then, like, the other side of that coin for me is, like, you're like, oh, I know this is funny. And you tell it, and it doesn't work, and you're like, <laughs> fuck you guys, this yeah. is funny. Yeah. And you just keep beating yeah. it, and it never works. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I mean, we've had open micers here. I've been doing that for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I would also recommend, yeah, honestly, come down to the open mic, especially, like, first of all, the Aftermath one is, honestly, for me, my favorite at least English open mic over here. Yeah. Most it's a great the, venue. It's a great venue. The vibe, everything is fantastic. Also, and let's be honest. You're comparing it to, we only have one other open mic. That's true. Which yeah, is yeah, not yeah. that great. <laughs> yeah, fair so, enough. Yeah. It's very limited option. As much as I love yeah, the yeah, open yeah. mic here and I'm here all the time. But I mean, I put it aside, like generally whatever other open mic, so even show venues I've had, there's something cozy about this place yes, that lets you yes. feel comfortable. Because again, I always say with an open mic, you can't go to really nice a beautiful place because then you feel the pressure like oh this is a classy joint yeah, I can't say yeah, these yeah. new random things but you also don't want to go like the really crummy place where you're like yeah no one's listening yeah I'm you don't you don't want to be having rats scamper across your feet exactly yeah I would love to show up to open mic and everyone in the audience is wearing like a suit <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're trying new stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's Man. in a tuxedo like, yeah yeah, oh, yeah. hey what's why do you call it tying a tie is it because you have a tie tie to tie ties like, what what and these guys are like oh who's this yeah. piece of shit yeah what hey, the deal with durian oh yeah shit. exactly yeah exactly and they're like oh we actually own durians like ah shit, shit. i yeah. want to go back a little bit to because i remember you said that you grew up with sisters you have many sisters yeah right? I, have th- I have three older sisters three yes. older sisters three older sisters. Well, you're the only only, uh, I'm the, I'm the the only, only ah only, that makes complete only yeah, sense exactly now. so i want to go back a little bit to that because i grew up with two brothers i'm the middle child but like i don't grow up with sisters. how did you not die like I, that's all i know about brothers they're constantly trying <laughs> See, to kill we're, each other we're trying to get each other experience because i have no idea what it's like to grow up with sisters in the house yeah especially three older ones yeah where did they like put like makeup on you this is my experience yeah. this is my my uh, imagination of like the little boy in the house like all your older sisters just put makeup on you and wigs and stuff. no actually no it was actually me. like i wanted to hang out with them 
because yeah. they were my my older. They yeah. were older. They were yeah. badasses, man. Like yeah. they were like kings of the school when I was like growing up. So we're all about three years apart. Uh -huh. So when I got to high school, my the my middle sister was a senior, and then my my the sister right above me was like two grades ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I came in, and they were like, "Oh, oh, you're the the Bentley kid, huh?" Yeah. All right. And I was like, what the fuck does that yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, like, okay. What, what, is that good? Is that bad? I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, so I had, I had, I had big shoes to fill. So I was like, I, I wanted to be. Did you all way. go to the same school? Yeah, we all went to the same high school. Oh, uh, nice. Now, would you say, because I, I, this is one thing I find is that I've noticed a lot of people, creative people especially, when they grew up amongst women, like I'm talking about the, the guys, it's very likely they get creative because number one, they got to find for their own path. They can't just follow the older sibling. They mm. got to figure it out themselves. At the same time, they not again as guys, we're not going to go to another guy. Hey, so what do you do for this? Like, oh, we got to figure it out ourselves, right? Mm. Yeah. So I think there's that little independence that happens. Secondly, it's also the willingness to go try the unmanly thing because that's happening at home. Like for yeah. example, I go to a buffet. I have no problem eating desserts. Number one and number two, I will go. Wait, for Wait you can't eat desserts as a yeah, dude. Like, who, exactly. Who God damn, how manly is your family? <laughs> you, no, dude, I, I grew think, up in the dude, Middle East. Bro, I even vanilla think, like, ice cream. You I'm saying, pussy. Hold on, hold on. Let me say, I go to a buffet and I, the first thing I get is dessert. Do you understand? Ah, uh, okay. Like number one, that and number two, dude. Like for example, you over even here. I'm not a big beer or alcohol drink guy, but I will go eat ice cream all day. And it's one of those things. I where 100 percent like, agree with this. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will have I will have cake for dinner. I don't. Yeah, give a shit, right? <laughs> I think that's the thing because like a lot of a lot of other people, they would be like, but no, I mean, I should be having a steak and stuff. It's like you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can do what you're an adult. Like that's yeah. the greatest thing about being an adult. Like yeah, yeah, you can just yeah. And you I think that's what I've noticed with more successful comedians is that their environment upbringing them has made them to force them to figure out their own voice because they were not guided by someone they could just follow. See, being the middle child, I, yeah. I have a friend who's a middle child and like usually the older, older brother or the older child is like the leader, mm. the younger one's the pet, right? Middle one's like, hey, I'm here too. And then one's like, yeah. we don't, we don't no, see No, no one cares. So you've got yeah. to find your own voice. Yes. In the same way, you being the youngest, basically the, the boy of the house, you cannot follow your sister and be like, oh, what, what do you, how do you live? What, what do you do? You're like, I shit, I got to figure it out myself. Yeah. Same with me. I was, a, I was a younger brother, but also with my whole family, all the issues and everything, I'm like, oh, I, I got to suddenly shift to being the man of the house or figure it out because like, nobody gives a shit. I, you know, I'm but a it's only you people. and your sister, right? Me and my sister, yeah. Only, yeah. But also my school thing where I was mm -hmm. a non-Chinese kid where I'm like, oh shit, I got to figure myself out because yeah. they don't give a fuck about me. Oh yeah, right. I was like, I grew, I grew up in, a, in an all-white neighborhood. Like I was, there you go. I, was oh. I was the black community. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you don't really say They did like, Kwanzaa just for me. Like, yeah. That was <laughs> <laughs> They're like, all right, let's be DNI inclusive. They had like one, one little Kwanzaa corner. It yeah. just had my name on it. Yeah. Like, Brian, you go there. You stay there. This is your Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, being the the only like yeah, you are the black everything in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. That I wonder how much of this can can more more of it m m to make it in your act because you don't talk about it that often. I don't talk about it that much mostly because like local audiences I found that like as I I have been I've been doing a lot of shows with uh with Jordan. I've done some shows with mm -hmm. you and you guys tend to draw a bit more of a local audience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They just don't respond to that yeah. at all. Like they're just like I have no True. idea. I, mean, I like, have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because like for a lot of local audiences, maybe the only reference to black or white is literally Michael Jackson's album. That's yeah. the best they can do. Yeah. <laughs> like, otherwise, they're like, "Well, Chris Rock never heard of him." You know? Yeah. I mean, I really? like the, the 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 amount of weird conversations I've had just because like people just know like literally nothing yeah. about but black you people can except be the for like the iceberg, them. like that little tip that's that pops out of like like popular culture, blah blah blah. Like just nothing. Like just like shit. Like people say the most. Fucking like I, I want to say microaggression because that sounds shitty. Yeah. But it's like it's like it's the point where I'm like, 
Wait, do what? I have to beat your ass now? Like yeah. it's like like okay, I gotta give you two examples. Like I was out, I was outside here and I I, I needed a, uh, a light, right? Yeah. And I walked up to this guy. I was like, hey man, uh, you got a light? Um, I lost my my cigarette lighter. I have a smoke. And he was like, oh yeah, man, but you want that ganja? I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I don't yeah, know yeah, you. Yeah, what? Like, yeah, what? Like in 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 that in in that moment, like I have to make a choice. I was like, do I make something of this? Yeah. Or do I just let it slide? Because if you make something of it. You're being difficult. Yeah, sure. But if you let it slide, it's like I can't yeah. let you get away with this. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's gonna so do it the next a person. Hard, yeah. It's a hard. It's a hard thing. It's yeah, a hard yeah, yeah. thing. Fair enough. But through comedy, you can also be the one educating people, not in like you know a TED talky kind of way, but it you can talk about it enough that people start having an idea yeah. of like what it's like, for example, to be the only black family in a white neighborhood. Yeah, or yeah. and that's, what, that's where I, what I'm touching on with like the whole black sea captain thing Yeah, and um, like the, oh, you don't look like an animation professor type stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that, that thing is like, it's like, oh, like people don't, I don't even think people realize that they have these kind of like preconceived notions of what an African-American man should be mm. or yeah. should he be anything. Like they don't even know. They don't know they have those, those, those prejudices. Uh, one other joke that I have that, that I kind of scienced, right? So sometimes I'll A-B test some stuff. Mm. And uh, it's basically about like, uh, it's like when women come to clarity through anger. Uh, and one way I told it is like, uh, uh, it's like, oh, she comes to clarity through anger and she's like, oh, I'm gonna burn down his house. Mm. And that got kind of a laugh. Mm. I did it again and I was like, oh, I'm gonna burn down that nigga's house. Huge mm. laugh. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the only thing I can think of in my like armchair psychologist is the women in the audience who are like, oh, he's talking about me. I don't do that. Right. Uh, Whereas it's like, oh, I'm gonna burn down a nigga's house. It's like, oh, crazy black ladies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see. Very yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that does happen because for example, let's say I make a joke about uh, let's say I had an Indian uncle or whatever, right? And you have to make it clear that we're not, I'm not including all the including all the middle-aged Indian men in the audience saying like oh, you're all a bunch like this, right? Mm. And that's the thing because I feel that a lot of the audience what I've noticed is this is different. In Cantonese shows, you have to be very careful not to single out a person. When you make it the whole group and everyone's like, yeah, we're all this Indian uncle, they're like, everyone's cool because mm. they're not the only one. Yeah. They're willing to laugh about it because like, oh, I'm not the only one. Cool, cool, cool. I'm part of the whole group. But I find that, I think also like you said, is that when people dis disconnect themselves to what you're seeing on stage, they're able to laugh because like, oh, he's not talking about me. Yeah, he's not talking about me. Ah, that's all right. He's talking about that, that, that group over there. That's, yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah, mm. but what I've noticed though is that with, there's, a better, there's a technique that I like to do is where if I am talking about you, I'm including myself into it as well. Mm -hmm. Where I'm never singling you out. I'm like, I do it too, buddy. So either you're with me or I'm alone. So I don't really care either way. Would you say that your personality on stage is not trying to offend anybody? Or do you want to have a bit of like a push? Because I don't see you as a, the, the comic up there who's going to get into a fight with, let's say, a, a heckler. I don't mm. see you as that type of guy. No. Not to say that you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Just could you mean, please don't talk. You're not going to be like the nice guy. Like, oh, this is awkward. You will put them in their place. But it doesn't seem like you're like, all right, bitch. You want to do it? What the fuck do you want? You know, you're not that type of person. At yeah, least no, what I no, see. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Like, it, like, and generally, when you get hecklers, they're. I I want to believe that they're not being malicious. Yeah. Like maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But like, I want to give them the like. They're like, Benefit, oh, I yeah. can do this weird thing that's gonna help out the show. Like, this will be funny if I scream this or yeah. do this or blah blah. And usually it's like, usually it's alcohol. But yeah, to be yeah. honest, it's usually mm -hmm. some people have maybe a few too many can't handle their liquor are really happy about being there and just want to you know, say some shit. So, like, I'm never going to, like, tear into somebody. I've, I've, and, and Hong Kong is great in that way that we, or not great, is that we don't have, we don't have to really develop that muscle. Generally, people are pretty, 
you know, yeah. pretty amicable here. Because um, also remember, a lot of the English speakers here, quote unquote, are imported. And now to be imported into here as an English speaker, you have to have a certain level of, you know, uh, credibility or mm. skill level where obviously you're not just going to walk in here with flips and go, like, ah, what the fuck is going on? You know? yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think there's that. And this is also the, this, hence why we have the stereotype where, again, my first time going to, let's say, Hollywood and, and the States, I had this image in my brain like, oh my God, I'm going to see a whole bunch of these great people. And I go there, I'm like, what the fuck is going on over here? How yeah. are the people sleeping on the streets? This guy's lost his mind. I'm like, I'm so confused right now. <laughs> this goes against every preconceived or experience I've had with, let's say, the Western world in Hong Kong. Where I've always been like, oh, they, they have a certain quality and everything. I yeah. go there, I'm like, I am so, I've lost so much faith in America right now. Oh my right. God. Like, people always ask me, they're like, oh, what are you ever going to think about going back? I'm like, I'm never going back. Like, I'm never going yeah. fucking back. Like, and they're Which like, they always look so confused. Yeah. They, they're, they're like, oh, what? but it's amazing. It's like, it's like, it's like American Tale, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah, when yeah. all the mice are singing about how, like, the streets are lined with cheese and there's sure. no cats and shit, and they get there and it's horrific. There are cats everywhere, people <laughs> yeah. chopping off tails. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so a couple of things. One is when you said African American, I always thought that like I wrote a joke just in case I move to the U.S. and become American, that I can now <laughs> that I can now say I'm more African American. I just point at a black person. I'm like, nah, yeah, I'm yeah, fair enough. Label yeah, joke. Yeah. I just wrote for me in 15 years yeah, if yeah. I ever make it there. And like, I bet you, I'm from the, the source. Exactly. Yeah. I am the like, So I think I would start by asking who's African American and get some people go like, whoop. I'm like, yeah. no, no, nope, no, nope. yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And then show them a map. They're like, what's that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which right. country? But the second thing I wanted to ask you about is that you're also sober uh which yeah. uh, is uh, fascinating to me because you have a lot of um temptations no not <laughs> oh, just yeah. that but pent up kind of energy that i have no idea where you take because that's where alcohol helps right yeah like it takes the edge off yeah you uh, have the edge on <laughs> so what do you do uh, and you also can you can you can you talk a little bit about sobriety part um, yeah, because so, I known you when you were drinking. Oh yeah, you knew me when I was heavily drinking. Yeah, like, it was, <laughs> like I was like when I was drinking, I was a force to be reckoned with. Like I, yeah. I like I can put it away. Like yeah, I'm, I'm a big dude. Yeah, I have a very high functioning liver. I think like it's just <laughs> like it's I named my my liver was named like Ironsides McGillicuddy or something like that. <laughs> like I could put people down. Like people would be like, oh, you know, I can drink blah blah. blah. I'm like, all right, bitch, let's do yeah. this. So just, yeah. I would leave people in the gutter. Yeah. Um, but it just got to a point where, especially during like the pandemic, is like so it was during the pandemic I. I literally just got laid off from my job and I was like fuck what am I gonna do and I was like I don't have I just had this kind of moment where so I did a dry June so yeah. it wasn't like I just woke up one day and I was like I'm never drinking again mm. I, I did a dry June and during that dry June I was dragon boating a lot I was doing a lot of calisthenics I was like running What's calisthenics calisthenics like, bouncing like, around like, like, like push-ups pull-ups oh. body weights burpees yeah. uh, jumping jacks like but that's, that's the bouncy one right where you have to like do the, the you have to the push-up is not just a normal hand on foot it's the one where you have to push yourself off no 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 like it, it's anything that's like body weight and ah. it's like it's like full body exercises okay. so like I read actually word. during yeah. that time. Exactly. I read. Uh, he was just working out gravity. Yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> like, oh, calisthenics, man. I'm like, bitch, it's, I, it's a fancy word for humping the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Every day I walk, I'm calisthenically. Yeah. Calisthenics. <laughs> yeah. I do the little, like yeah, the little yeah. hip, the little yeah. hip motion yeah. that adds some calories. Yeah. That, that burns off some calories. Right. But yeah, and at that time, I, I, I read, uh, I read David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me, and that like, it was like a, a huge eye opener, and it just kind of sent me back to when that I was, guy scares me by he's the way amazing i watch his like i see his instagram videos and like they just pop up because i like 
I just see a guy who is like an absolute psychopath. He is a psychopath. Oh, this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the one where he's like, like yeah. He just screams at you 5 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you don't want to do it, bitch. Yeah. I just ran for <laughs> yeah. five hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yelling yeah, at me. Getting up is your issue now. <laughs> exactly. yeah, I yeah. just talked to Elon Musk. I've been running on Mars for three days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, fine, fine, fine. I'll brush my teeth. I'll brush my teeth. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. I'll floss. God damn, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah, yeah. That was, that, that's actually on my reading list. It's great. like in 20 years or whatever. If you, uh, like read uh, read yeah. uh, or listen to the audiobook yeah because it's amazing it him? it's yelling him. it's it's <laughs> so it's basically it's 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 the the narrator the guy yeah. who's reading the book but he's also in the booth Ah, so he'll listening. they'll finish a Please chapter. Please tell me he's like telling him no, he's not reading properly. And then <laughs> no, yeah. he's super res- <laughs> like even though he's crazy, he's bonkers respectful right, of yeah. everyone around him, which is awesome. Not right? to me. Usually- when I watch his videos and he calls <laughs> me a little bitch, <laughs> he's beating you because he loves you. He wants you to be the best Muhammad you can be. Let me just say, like I can just imagine. Let's say you're doing the recording for his book. Okay, yeah. he's, like, he's standing you. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure. You have him sitting there, and you look up and you see him doing the. You know, the, the, the little V symbol with your hands yeah. you point toward your eyeballs and point towards his eyeballs <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? exactly. one of those and he's like I'm watching he's him. got the <laughs> shake on yeah. the hands because he's yeah, just exactly. so jacked like, I can imagine because like you can't hear him but you can only do like hand gestures right he's mm. giving the fist bump of like motherfucking mm. raise it you up can you can feel know? him in the room yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> wow that would be another level like you're actually reading stressed out not because you're trying to portray stress and everything. You're just like, and then I will fucking kill you. Carry the boats. You read his book. So I read his book and it was, it was really inspiring. It didn't change my life, but it was very mm. inspiring. Like okay. I, was, I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm not physically... So can you can you ju- like break like very quickly summarize the book to me? Someone who is scared of the guy and probably uh, won't read the book. The book is basically like one is building a mental callus. Mm. Like yeah. so he calls it building a mental callus. I call it sitting on the tack. Yeah. Mm. Like just being able to to be uncomfortable mm. and be okay with that. Like to be able to be very very tired or doing something that you really don't want to do like bombing on stage and just being like this is all right fuck it like let's let's yeah. let's do this I'll sit in the ice bath like I'll be uncomfortable I will be uncomfortable cuz it will end mm. like that's the thing that that once the like once I once you realize that it, it will end mm. it will feel like a long time but it will be over at some point either it will end or you'll die Right. One of the two, and yeah. either way, sweet release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, okay, okay. Well, how can I do this without being David Goggins? So I was like, fuck it. I'll just, I'll do a thousand jumping jacks every morning. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I did a thousand jumping jacks. Yeah. In, every morning. Every morning for for a month. What? So I did a thousand jumping jacks, and then so halfway through, you get like the the callus builds really quickly. So I was like, oh, I can I can do a thousand jumping jacks in like fifteen minutes. All right, let's throwing some burpees so i did a thousand jumping jacks and 150 burpees and then that kind of got a little bit easier and so i was Mm -hmm. like all right let's throw in push-ups so i was just doing that and at the end of the month i felt really good right i felt really good and i was like you know what i'm just not gonna drink until i feel like drinking again and i just never felt like drinking again right so it wasn't a it wasn't a i'm never gonna drink again it just it was kind of an accident like you just and it's just being kind to yourself it's like if i if i have a drink fuck it i have a drink and i just never felt like having a drink Mm. Man, I could so see you like doing motivational talks, <laughs> yeah, getting on stage, and you're like, "All right, 
You can all sit here and wash me for 15 minutes. <laughs> and we're all going to count. Let's see which hurts more, my feet or your throat. <laughs> One, two. <laughs> I, did it, I did it on the... Uh, at, uh, at dragon boating practice once we were having like an open day and there yeah. was enough uh, room on the boat so the boats went out and I stayed on the beach yeah. and I just did my jumping jacks there and the, it, this amused the old Chinese fishermen to no yeah. end like yeah. they yeah, would like, just be like, like a guy at himself. one point one just dude just pulled up a stool and yeah, was just, just smoking, watching, watching yeah. me doing jumping <laughs> yeah. jacks. He's like, I've never seen this happen before. The show never ends. Yeah. And I bet you like, like, and they were like, oh, they were like, no, you still going. Look at yeah. this still going. Yeah. <laughs> there was a newfound respect. They're like, this guy, this guy. And like, it's just a matter of time when you do that and you do that over a few days, someone's going to throw money at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, just go to LKF and just be the yeah. dude doing yeah. jumping yeah. jacks jumping in LKF. Jack guy, yeah. Uh, one last thing. You're also fascinated by uh, dressing up is one of your weird things. Dude, I love dressing up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, You're it's like the, pretty much the only adult male I know in my life who loves dressing up this much. Yeah, dude. I don't, I don't know. It's just like you can... Like, it's, it's back to the thing. Like, no one it's cares. like this man just does not need, like, you need any occasion. I have an occasion. Dude, it, give me, for, give me an excuse. Yeah, any excuse, exactly. <laughs> like, and, you're, and you're also like, you fucking commit. I do, I do. Yeah. Like, why, why not get involved? Yeah. Why not? Like, like people are like, oh, I'm going to look stupid. So fuck, what's the point? Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, people are going to judge you. Look, back to the thing. No one cares. Right. If someone like, and like, this is the same thing. I had a conversation about not drinking. I was at, I was at this party and this lady mm -hmm. was like, well, I feel like people are going to feel like I'm weird if I'm not drinking. And I'm like, let's, let's take this to its, its nth degree. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's say somebody does feel like you're weird mm -hmm. and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you're drinking. Why aren't you drinking alcohol? That's so fucking weird that person's an asshole. Right. Like, yeah. like, no one's yeah. going to be like, oh my God, like the, the party isn't going to turn on you and be like, come on, drink. We're not fucking teenagers. Yeah. People right, would right. be like, it's why like the, the fuck are you giving there's... this person so much heat because you're a piece of shit? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that also comes with age. I think over time when you try to impress and at some point you're like, well, fuck you guys, man. Like, I'm done trying to impress you all. Number one, because of course, after you impress them, yeah. They're not impressed anymore. You're like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. I worked yeah. so hard. And to be completely honest, I get way more compliments on not drinking than being able to drink people under the table. Ah. So like, I, it's not, that's, and that's not why I do it, but it's, it's weird. Like, like usually you think people are going to, you're going to be like, oh, I don't drink. People are going to be like, oh, you're weird. 90% of the time we're like, oh, I don't drink. People are like, that's awesome. Like yeah. generally, yeah. That's, that yeah. is generally the response I have seen I people get. respond to you a lot saying like, Oh, how do you do that? Yeah. yeah. Like, how do you stay sober? Or like, oh my God, I wish I could do that. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, exactly. that type of thing. God so damn. actually, a lot of the reactions, you're right. A lot of the reactions are people either are jealous or they're trying to bring you down to their level. Yeah, because, because they feel bad. Because they feel bad. Exactly. And yeah. the, the funny thing about that is, I don't give a fuck if you drink. Like, you don't have to bring me down. You do you, boo. Yeah, like, as yeah. long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else, you do whatever the fuck you want. Um, right. So here's a new challenge to everybody. What I want you to try to do, come down to Open Mic here at the Aftermath, sign up on Mondays, go to comedy.hk, sign up over there. And when you come down on Tuesday, you have two missions. Number one is to go up on stage and try to make people laugh. The second mission is somehow to buddy up with Brian and <laughs> somehow make him suddenly forget about David Goggins. <laughs> <laughs> and make him like, God damn, that margarita over there. Ugh. Also, I feel like if I drink, David Goggins is going to come to my house and kick down yeah. the door. <laughs> <laughs> like here's what I would do. Like if I had to like somehow tempt you, I'd be like, you know what would look good with that outfit? 
this margarita. This margarita. You know, yeah. I'll try all this <laughs> random shit. And yeah. I'm like, oh man, if you only slurred your words a bit more, you know, I slurred my words so much more funny if you yeah. were shit faced. Also, you live with someone who's way scarier than David Goggins, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend is a force to be reckoned with. I there love her go. very much, but I'm also terrified of her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are, we're all terrified of her. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, man. Well, if you, if you, that's what I mean. If you see him very comfortable on stage, because relatively speaking, on stage, bombing is nothing yeah. compared to the terrifi- terrifying life that he might be leading. Oh, yeah. They'd never, they'd never find the body. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, man. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for that. All right. Yeah, thanks man. for having thanks, me on, guys. Thanks this for was joining fun. us, man. Good times. Uh, one last thing. How do people find you online? How do people... Uh, you can find me at Brian E. Bentley Comedy on Instagram. That's yes. B-R-Y. B-R-Y-A-N-E Bentley. B-E-N-T-L-E-Y. It will also like be the in the comment. description of the episode below. Thanks, Brian. Come to the Aftermath on every Tuesday at 8.30. Every Tuesday, 8.30. See ya. Bye, guys.